Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name is always Devin Turak, and today I'm joined by Patrick Gleason. Hello, everybody. Patrick Ramsoy. Hello, everyone. And Dwayne McKinnon. So, no Paul this hey week. Yeah, folks. Uh, oh, oh, no, so- it's <laughs> Dude, I re- I, every time. <laughs> you step all over me saying hi. What is with that? I don't know. It's not done on purpose. Uh, I'm just ready anyway, to get okay. going. <laughs> See, this is why we need to get back to doing stuff in person. We can pipe Gleason's voice in online. And we can, you know, so you'll actually, like, see me and remember that I might actually want to say hello to folks. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) All right. So now that, uh, um, I was about to say now that we're back in business, but we're not. Now that we're back together again, which we're not. But uh, now that we're recording another episode, uh, let's jump right into our standard um, segment one, our weeks in the hobby. So it's been about uh, maybe six weeks, I think, since the last time we recorded What's everyone been up to? Let's start with Dwayne. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's been a good few weeks, actually. Um, went out to the movies, uh, played hooky from work, actually, and saw Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. That was that was a good movie. Um, a really interesting use of the multiverse uh, following up on No Way Home. Um, I think I meant, I think I mentioned on the last podcast that I got out to see No Way Home before just just before it left theaters, and that. So uh, yeah, so as comes as no surprise to anyone listening to this. Uh, yeah, enjoying the Marvel stuff, Ooh. absolutely. <laughs> um, but I haven't gotten out. To, I didn't get out to see the Batman. Uh, I think I'm going to try to watch that on Crave this weekend. Or no, actually, uh, I already canceled Crave. So, yeah, some well, other you canceled Crave. Uh, wasn't watching it. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to spend twenty bucks a month for something I'm not watching. It's an expensive service and, for what they have. Yeah, and nobody in my family was watching. So, but then you know, so Netflix is getting up around twenty dollars, or it's in the twenty dollar range again now. Yeah, um, but we actually watch Netflix. Yeah, Madeline in particular watches a lot of Netflix. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't mind paying the money if I'm actually using the service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but speaking of streaming, uh, on the bright side. Uh, Rogers has a promotion where you can get six months of Disney Plus through them. Yeah. Even if you're already subscribed to Disney Plus. So, you know, uh, I went with the year-long subscription to Disney Plus. Um, mainly because of Marvel. Uh, and that. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy to uh, take six months more for free. No, don't blame yeah. That works out well for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Disney Plus, 
uh, saw the first episode of Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think I'm really going to like this show. I like the first episode. Mm-hmm. And that it's it's definitely got a feel all its own. Yeah. You know, um, there's been a bit of the whole coming of age thing with the Spider-Man films. Right. But nothing quite like this where they're doing a six episode TV show based around that sort of theme. Mm-hmm. And I was impressed with Amon Vellani, who is a newcomer and a Canadian. She's from Markham. So our slow takeover of all things entertainment continues. <laughs> and that, uh, so that was really good. Um, on the TV side, I am mostly caught up with The Flash. I have not seen the episode that dropped on Netflix yesterday. But other than that, I am caught up. And the season's been pretty good. I'm looking forward to seeing how it all shakes out because I think there's like four episodes left counting yesterday's. So there is that. And that is really about it as far as TV goes. I mean, I've been watching a little more grim here and there and stuff. Man, I like that show so much. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so yeah, on the gaming side of things, uh, nothing to report on video games. Um, I just, uh, as I was talking a bit about this before we started the recording, but I'm on book four of Extinction Curse, which is a six book adventure path from Paizo for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I'm playing uh, Elisar, the half-elven war priest of Caden Kalian. I believe I've mentioned him before on previous podcasts. And today was a good day. Um, we were kind of clicking tactically-wise, and we also benefit from some really lucky die rolls. That is that. Um, our barbarian. So there's four of us in the party. There's my war priest. We have a animal instinct barbarian who, who has also gone in for the wrestler archetype. And the stuff that he does with grapples and throws and everything like that really kind of scary in a good way. I like it a lot. Uh, we have an investigator who also has some spell tattoos and stuff. Um, to be perfectly honest, he's my least favorite character. He's my least favorite guy to play with in that whole group. Uh, he always seems to be misunderstanding what he can do, and it's always in ways that benefit him. Become a real patron and stuff. I mean, like, t today he was claiming that a cheetah's elixir was giving him, like, a move speed of 70. It gives you plus, it gives you plus 10 feet. That's it. 
you know. And it's always this kind of stuff. Right. You know. Um, and our final character is a wizard. And that's so... A real wizard? Pardon? Old school, a real old school wizard. Yeah. Not a sorcerer. Nope. Or a wizard. So, um, so yeah, we were just clicking. I mean, the wizard got off some really fantastic debuffs, and one of well, one of them actually was debuff combined with damage, which was nice. Um, we were getting a number of criticals. That my guy was getting critical hits, which is nice. Uh, war priests aren't especially known for that, but it does happen. Uh, and with a rapier, it works out really kind of well. And yeah, no, it was good. I mean, the wizard got picked on and uh, got knocked down to like dying two at one point. But uh, yeah, well, he, he got taken down by a critical hit. Right. And in, just for our listeners in Pathfinder, when that happens, you go straight to dying two. Um, also, for the benefit of the listeners, if you hit dying four, it's game over. Unless you and, Oh. Yep. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Um, the same blow that brought him down gave him persistent bleed damage. Oh. So, yeah. So, luckily, we got him patched up quick enough. Um, so, yeah. No, it was, it was good. And... In uh, Pat's game on Wednesday, which we played last Wednesday. Finally. Uh, yeah, yeah finally. Sense. Yeah, after delay upon delay upon delay, including the very elements themselves conspiring against us, mm -hmm. um, we finally got to play. And a fairly low-key session. A lot of it was working out just what exactly everyone was buying. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this to our podcast audience before, but that campaign is very much a resource-constrained campaign. <laughs> uh, we don't often get a chance to actually go buy stuff because we're in the middle of a war and we're generally traveling across vast distances um, which we have to do over land because teleport is fantastic and we're lucky that we actually have it because in 2e it is an uncommon spell which means it can be restricted but teleport is only good when you've been somewhere before mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you're going someplace new and we consistently go someplace new we gotta travel and it takes a while and stuff so we had a double whammy of decent travel options this is true but we had a double whammy of advancement where three of the four of us hit 15th level and we also had a chance to restock and resupply so we were working out all of that which was still fun. Uh, and then we managed to get a hold of some really nice intelligence. 
mm-hmm. than that. And so it's looks like the final bit of this leg is going to be a bug hunt uh, in the dungeon. Where they are. Pardon? Just need to know where they are. <laughs> exactly. We have a general idea where they are. So we're basically going to be hitting the dungeons underneath the Imperial Palace and seeing what we can find. So, so yeah, looking forward to that. And I have started my preparation work because when we're done the bug hunt, uh, Mr. Ramzahoy here is going to take a well-deserved rest. And he's actually going to uh, dust off his player mode. And I am going to be running an adventure path from Paizo that I picked up called the Abomination Vault. So... I got a pixie uh, swashbuckler coming in. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, so Pat has the pixie swashbuckler. Our friend Craig is, interestingly enough, bringing in a half-elven war priest, which sounds very familiar to me since I was <laughs> playing one this afternoon. Um, Steve has made a complete departure and is not playing a caster at all. He's bringing in a rogue. Whoa! Yep. And I will have to pester Chris about what he's actually going to play. <laughs> Which Chris? Uh, Stevenson. Oh, right. Because yes. I don't know yet. <laughs> you know, and we, we, we did a kind of session zero about two months ago. Because uh, <laughs> because that's how the world is right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we weren't able to run things online for Pat's game, but we could go online and discuss what my game is going to be. Yeah. So we did, and that. But I still don't know what Chris is going to play. So need to find that out. But I mean. The most important thing with Pathfinder is that you have a healer of some kind. It does not have to be a cleric, although clerics are excellent. But uh, as long as somebody has trained in medicine... Uh, it's really easy to be trained in medicine. It is really easy. You know, um, investigators and rogues are actually both fantastic healers in the system. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have a war priest, so oh. uh, that's the main Close, thing. Cloistered cleric tends to be the more capable kind of cleric over a war priest. Yeah, I would imagine that a war priest would be more offensive based, or at least um, group buffing rather than healing. Mm-hmm. Um, not in this. Not not in this system actually um it's not hard like uh my war priest who is built fairly similar to how craig's building his although my guy is now 12th level um is currently 19 strength 19 wisdom 18 charisma 14 con 12 decks um 10 int uh, you know, so he gets 
five maximum level healing spells per per day. So that's six level currently. Um, Craig, I think, is going to start out with four. And that healing font is just very, very nice. And war priests like Cloistered have full spell slots. So uh, they can do a lot in that. And they are but definitely. They get... Sorry, they don't get what? Well, they're not quite as potent at higher levels with their spells as. As no, no, but considering that there's a lot of things that focus more on buffing and debuffing, mm -hmm. buffing especially, and that where spell DCs don't matter. Yeah, and I've been having so much fun. There is a f Secrets of Magic uh, in Pathfinder introduced. Uh, two new classes, the Magus, um, which is the classic Gish, uh, belief, like fighter and spellcaster, and the Summoner, which has a very potent summoned ally that they call an Eidolon. Well, there's a bunch of spells in there, as you would expect, and one of them is this absolutely fantastic fifth-level spell called Plink Charge. So, and I just realized that I forgot to do something when I was using that spell today. Oops. Oh, well. Um, it's a two-action spell, like most spells. You teleport up to 60 feet. When you arrive, you strike. Um, depending on the result of the strike, you do extra force damage, which I actually forgot about earlier today. I just realized I should have, I, I used blank charge at one point and I criticaled when I did the strike. So I should have been heading for like 2d8 extra force damage on top of all the rest of it. But, oh well, but yeah, so you teleport, you strike, you do extra damage. Even if you miss on the strike, you still do some damage. It's a great spell, especially because you can do stuff like blink into position to do a flank mm -hmm. and that and that is something there is no dcs there's no saves there's no attack roll nothing it's just straight up utility so there's there's a lot of options for war, for war priest so i am looking forward to trying to run um and you know, we'll go from there. But that is about it on the reading side, just to finish off what I'm doing, because I think I'm going to have to get going soon. Um, Marvel, I am finishing off 2014. I'm on the week of December 10th. And that, it's dominated by events. Uh, there's the lead up to the whole Secret Wars thing that's going to happen about midway 2015. There's the Axis event, where the heroes managed to shaft themselves, turning a bunch of heroes evil, turning a bunch of villains good, that sort of thing. Uh, Spider-Verse is underway December 2014, and that. So 
2014-2015 is a really kind of interesting time to read in the comics because so much of what's in the comics is showing up in, the in other things. Yeah. Shows, TVs, and stuff, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Miss Marvel got her book, for example, in 2014. So I'm on issue 10 now. Uh, uh, the Spider-Verse stuff, well, they postponed the sequel to End of the Spider-Verse, unfortunately, but it is coming out sometime next year. And that uh, the Secret Wars thing, there continues to be rumors that Marvel is leading up to Secret Wars uh, in the MCU. So this is the 2015 Secret Wars, by the way, for anyone listening, not the original one from 1984. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways, um, I'm going to have to duck out. Uh, I'll be listening, guys, to hear what you've been up to once uh, Dev gets around to posting the podcast. Uh, to everyone listening, thanks for listening, and talk to you later. Talk to you later, Dwayne. All right, moving on to, uh, let's do Ramsoy. I'll see you next. Oh, okay. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, TV shows and movies, um, well, we talked last time about uh, Doctor Strange, so I haven't seen any other movies since then. Uh, TV shows. Uh, I've watched the first episode of The Boys, season three. Is it season three or season four? Season three. Uh, is it three? It's season three. Okay, yep. And uh, it looks like it's going to be keeping up the tradition. <laughs> uh, it It is kind of interesting seeing how the characters are reacting to the end of season two because there was quite a few big changes in season two. Mm -hmm. uh, so it it's interesting seeing how that's uh, following up and playing through. Now, they released three episodes, uh, or the first three episodes as the start. Uh, I've only been able to watch one. Unfortunately, I do most of my watching in the afternoons, and work has me being busier in the afternoon than I'm used to lately. And, uh, Damn work. Yep. So I haven't been able to watch as much as I'd like to. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh. Brenda and I did manage to watch all of uh, part one or volume one of season four of Stranger Things. Uh, yeah. That's uh, really good. Um, it's really keeping up with the tradition. If you're a Nightmare on Elm Street fan, then you'll uh, definitely love this one because the season has a whole lot of nods to that. Um, and it, it goes into a lot more of the mythology, or at least it's setting up an exploration of the mythology of the Upside Down. Uh, so the, it'll be interesting to see. Now, from what I understand, the uh, last half of the season is actually going to be presented as uh, two movies. Uh, and I believe it's in July. I think it's July 1st is when the next episode is, or the, the next uh, movie is supposed to be coming out. So. It'll be interesting to see where things go because, of course, they just uh, finished the season off with a big, uh, shocking reveal, and uh, nothing has actually been resolved. Uh, let's see other things. Um, well, they've uh, they did a, a new season of Ultraman on Netflix, the anime. So uh, I watched that. Um, it's. Uh, well, I don't know enough about the Ultraman mythology to really be able to comment on it. There, it's really just, I guess, more about just uh, watching some anime action. And, you know, they, 
they even get the the live action poses done really well by the the different characters so that that's kind of fun um but how it compares to the mythology of ultraman i can't really say too much because i don't know uh yeah i watched uh the first episode of ms marvel um and I did enjoy that. I, I do think it's trying to skew towards a younger audience. Um, but it, it's kind of interesting because there's no obvious villain set up in it. Uh, it the, the first episode was really uh, Kamala Khan versus her family uh, more than anything else. You know, she's trying to deal with her nerdiness uh, or geekiness and the family's not too happy about well. I shouldn't say that. Her mother is not too happy about it. Her father is actually a, a really amusing character because uh, he's uh, he's wanting to help her out, yeah. um, but at the same time he's being constrained by um, just being older, not being part of, uh, of what she's experienced or her experiences and and the culture and so on. Uh, but it it should be kind of fun. And it'll be interesting to see because she's supposed to end up in, uh, is it the Marvels, I think? Which is going to be uh, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and I think uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Monica Rambeau. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, how that one all works out. Or, no, sorry, Captain, yeah, sorry. I said Captain Marvel twice. Mm -hmm. But Mo Monica Rambeau, yeah, is the, is the third of the Marvels that's going to be uh, in that movie. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of other things. I uh, have been keeping up on The Flash. Not too much to say about it. Uh, I think The Flash is starting to get stale. I, overall, the, the Arrowverse is getting stale, which kind of makes sense for why the CN, CW has been cancelled, or has pretty much cancelled all of their shows. But I think that has a lot more to do with uh, how streaming is affecting the industry more than anything else. Uh, let's see. Uh, other TV shows or movies? Oh, I'm sure I'll, one of you will talk about something that I've seen. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, new, new, new episodes of uh, Kobe Can't Communicate is available on Netflix now. It's coming out every Wednesday. So if you enjoyed that before, uh, it's available to you now. Uh, Game-wise, let's see... Um, well, Valheim is looking like they're really going to be ramping up the Mistland soon, so I'm looking forward to uh, to when they release that and we can all get back into Valheim and start having some fun. Uh, they they uh, posted about the uh, new crafting table that uh, is going to be associated with the Mistlands, uh, as well as uh, some new plants and uh, there, there's going to be new banners. Uh, I just wish that uh, the game actually allowed you to do a little more with your construction, because for the most part, construction is just about making things look nice. There's uh, not as much utility to that sort of stuff as as there could be, I suppose. But it's a fun game, and I'm looking forward to being able to get back into it. Yeah, it's a super uh, fun group game that we can actually all do together. Like, there's a bunch yeah. of games that, that the guys play, but usually it's constrained to either three or four players max, whereas this is up to ten people in the same place at the same time, so it's just a lot more conducive to, like, joint playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, I've been... Uh, most of the rest of the group has uh, abandoned Elite Dangerous, or at least uh, 
for the uh, as group play, but uh, I've been keeping it up, keeping up with it. So I have uh, gotten my elite status as a trader, uh, and have uh, gained access to Jameson Memorial, and uh, I also managed to get myself to the Admiralty in for the Federation. So I just bought my first uh, or my Federation Corvette, and uh, blew like 400 million on most uh, trying to kit it out. Uh, so I'm back into the mining business to try and uh, boost up the funds so I can finish kitting out this Corvette. Um, and that's it for video games. I do have MechWarrior 5, so I can be joining in with the guys on uh, Streaming Tuesdays. Uh, I just haven't booted it up and gotten started on a character yet with it. Well, you don't uh, you don't need to. That's the whole point. So the yeah. way the way Mech Warrior Five works is you put together a mercenary company and then you go off and do things. So, but you don't actually create like a character. So okay. um, when you're joining someone else's game, you're basically taking the place of one of their NPC pilots, and you yeah. just go out and uh, do stompy stuff. Take in mechs. one of the mechs they have. Yeah, you take one of the mechs they have. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about your own mech or anything. Their own pilot. You just show up. Eh, I'm going to pilot okay. a awesome tonight. Okay. Okay, but I do need to actually learn how to play the game. Sure, yeah, you need to set up your controls, and yeah, you, you need to get good at it. Yeah. Uh, reading, I've actually gotten back into Ian M. Banks' Accession. Uh, that's the second Banks book that I ever read, uh, and one of my favorites. Um, and it's uh, basically taking a high-tech uh, culture, well, I mean, his... It's what part of his culture series. So he's written a whole series of books about what he calls the culture, which is uh, a very loose or loosely organized uh, group that are basically Star Trek taken to the next two or three levels. Um, so most everything is actually run by uh, AIs called minds that uh, run their starships and their orbitals and that sort of stuff. That's where the real thinking goes. It's a uh, post-scarcity uh, society, so there's no need to worry about having enough resources for anything. Uh, and pretty much anything you want to do is available. People live to be 250 years old if they don't bother putting themselves into stasis. Uh, you know, kind of, you know, it, it's a, a common practice. Oh, I'm just bored. I'll go into stasis and uh, see what happens when I wake up and uh, see how the world's changed so I can have some new experiences again. Sort of an idea. Uh, plus, uh, you know, changing gender is as easy as changing clothes, almost. Um, so, you know, anything that you want to be able to do, you can do. Which you'd think would make for a very boring sort of series of books. But, uh, no, the, the culture series is, I think, really excellent. Um, it does have a left-wing stance to everything. Um, and uh, unlike Star Trek, which has the prime directive of non-interference, uh, the culture books are all about uh, this subsection of the group called uh, Special Circumstances. Um, or, sorry, Contact, and then there's an even smaller subgroup within that called Special Circumstances. And their job, well, they see their job as basically being uh, going out into the universe and finding less advanced cultures and uh, trying to steer them on the right path to avoid self-destruction or being a general pain in the ass to the rest of the universe. Um, so, uh, this particular book is actually about this extremely high-tech society 
or highly evolved society uh, actually coming across uh, an artifact from an even more advanced society that exists in another dimension and uh, you know just how everybody's reacting to discovering this thing um, but at the same time trying to keep the real details about it secret from the greater universe at large so it, it is a fun book especially uh, the dialogues that go on between the minds as they're talking to each other and discussing what's going on because of course they're also conspiring against each other uh, trying to be, be in the right place at the right time and make sure that they're not going to be screwing things up and, and so on uh, so fun book if you uh, if anybody wants to try getting into this sort of stuff uh, uh, tabletop games, there is my regular game that, uh, as Dwayne was talking about, um, yeah, I guess I am uh, kind of stingy on handing out the resources, but uh, I'm not uh, exactly um, boosting up the villains either to be able to deal with it. Plus, I did at one point give them access to the Imperial Treasury, or the secret Imperial Treasury, so if they need something, all they have to do is try and get it, and they they should be able to get it uh, as long as it's not something that's kind of restricted because of its rarity and so on. Uh, I'm also involved in Patrick Kalnan's D&D 3.5 game. Uh, so this one is taking place in the uh, Old of the Sea Princes, I believe. But, yeah, which, uh, is yeah. Chris Simmons in there? Because he's the guy in charge of the, the Sea yeah, Prince. Yeah, he is, but he's actually playing a different character. He's playing okay. a, uh, a third level. Well, we're all third level now approaching fourth uh and he's playing a wizard oh yeah, yeah. his character from uh that uh, sort of set up what are you what the world is like uh is off fighting foreign wars so we're not really running into him uh, the main uh theme of the the campaign is that uh uh the sea the, the, yeah the sea princes were a slave slaver society uh, and then when uh, Chris's character, Prince Terum, took over, he uh, changed that from slavery to indentured servitude as trying to make it a stepping stone to just eradicating the practice of slavery of, in any form whatsoever. Uh, and so we're kind of like foreign agents who are coming in as spies, trying to make sure that uh, this whole indentured servitude uh, plan is actually going the way it's supposed to and not being abused by anybody and so on um it's the, the way the game is turning out is almost like we're a superhero team um and super spy team uh, all at the same time in in a foreign land uh because when we go out and do things we wear these leather masks to keep to hide our identities and so on uh and my character is uh not everything that he seems uh, and so keeping who he really is and what he really is uh, a secret from the rest of the team as well as the, the public in general is uh, turning into a lot of fun. So it, it has some very superhero kind of vibes to it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're, uh, we're in the... Let's see, the latest adventure was us going to one of the islands. Uh, I believe it's Jetsum or is it Flotsam? Uh, anyhow, we're going into the islands, to the, one of the islands, uh, sort of as an advanced group, because the uh, the inspectors are basically coming, and because it's a multinational inspection team, they want to have lots and lots of different uh, people 
uh, attending. So, you know, it's going to be like a, an entourage of 30 plus people trying to go around do the, doing these inspections. And that's just sort of an unwieldy group to actually catch anybody by surprise and, uh, and discover something. So we're going in in advance to try and find places that are worth actually going to uh, so that they can uh, actually find something useful. So that was what the last session was all about. And uh, I think that pretty much is everything I have to talk about since the last time we, we talked. Uh, I'm probably going to have some more as somebody else mentioned something. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, I, all right. Um, so for movies, uh, well, let's see. Well, well, I think last time I did say I watched The Moon Knight. Was that? I can't remember if I said it's I watched It's not a movie, but sure. It's a movie. TV Sorry. show. TVs, streaming, movies, and stuff. So I watched Moon Knight. I liked, I liked it. Uh, I enjoyed the, the the take of his psychological issues. You'll say mm -hmm. this dissociative, yeah. dissociative personality disorder. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's also got um, Ethan Hawke. And I, I always like Ethan Hawke. Mm -hmm. And he's a pretty good villain. And he makes a very good villain. Um, it's always good when you have a villain that's intelligent and and has, you know, other stuff behind him besides that's when to kill things. Always makes for better uh, better villains. I watched uh, sort of watched again some of the Barbarians um, show on Netflix, which so is basically good. taking place during the Roman occupation of the Germanic tribes and stuff. It's still only the one season though, right? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Um, I did I, like that they actually have the Romans speaking Latin. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's a modern version of Latin because you know it's a dead language. So it's, I think this is how it's how they said it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's pretty good. Watched. Um, well, it's not. Uh, I watched the Batman. The the uh, Patterson one. Patterson one. Um, they keep getting darker and grim and gr more grim as they go along. <laughs> this one reminded me a lot of Seven. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like it had that feel. Mm -hmm. I could see that with the Riddler as the main villain. Well, it, it's the way they did the Riddler in the whole city and everything. It just had that seven feel to it. Like, remember the 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 move in the in the town, the New York was dark, gray, rain all the time, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like in Gotham. Right. But I mean, that, that, that makes sense. That's kind of what Gotham is depicted as in the in the comics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, it's it's sort of when he's early on in his uh, career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, uh, he's well, just getting established, really. Uh, I I did like the vehicle. Is the 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 Batmobile in this one was pretty cool, pretty awesome. Um, watched. What's well, a new John Berthold one? It's a, just a, a limited series. And it's called We Own This City. It's about the Baltimore uh, corruption in the police and stuff. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's John Berthold. He always does a good job. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched actually another big one, Ghostbusters Afterlife, <laughs> and I liked it. I mean. Forget about the 2016 one. This is how it should have been done. Yeah. I mean, yes, there was a little bit too many, in my in my opinion, uh, too many nods to the original. You know, it's like, hey, you like this from the first one, right? We, everyone forget the 2016 one. We liked the first one. But they just had the tone you know, of the first one. And I'm glad they didn't try to do the same sort of comedy. that they, they, I found this a lot of problem for a lot of remakes. They try to make the same thing as the first one. Mm-hmm. And like that's they tried it so hard in the 2016 version 
It's like, oh, you got to make all the funny jokes that they had in the first one. It's like, the first one got lucky. Right? It, you had the right combination of, of cast and director and writers that it worked. Yeah, plus they had a brilliant marketing strategy. And they had a brilliant marketing strategy. But then, like I said, the, the 2016, they tried to, like, we want to have that all that improv. Like, well, it didn't quite work because you didn't have the right director. Anyways, um, I I enjoyed Afterlife. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was thinking Ghostbusters 2, which was still Ivan Reitman, because that one it, it, didn't they live up to the expectations of the first no. one either. But it was still better than 26 and 1, 2016 yeah. and 1. Yeah. Though I did like Chris Hemsworth in that one. I didn't like his character. Yeah, the, the, was, the Mimbo stupid. was a little too overly stupid. It was like, okay, did you not watch the first one? Janine was not dumb. No. no, She was, she was the smartest like, actor out of all of them. She yeah. was confident. And it's like, okay, so you ended up with the male who's a complete bimbo. It's like, did you not watch the first one? Janine and no female characters were complete bimbos or bimbos at all. They were smart. They, you know, they made right decisions in some cases. I, I felt that making Chris Helmsworth's character so stupid was just like, why? Mm. Let's let's make the man the idiot again. Yeah. As, yeah, I suppose. You know, um... I, I watched all the seasons or the episodes of The Boys. Mm -hmm. Brutal, brutal, brutal. <laughs> Man, so brutal. Um, That's the one I forgot to talk about. Obi Wan Kenobi. But... I watched a bit of the Kenobi and, and Layla and Leia, sh Leia show. I keep I'm just gonna keep saying Kenobi and Leia. Cause... Yeah, because they're still in the show. Yeah, it's like I mean I don't mind a little bit of Leia, but I was expecting, you know, Obi Wan. The show should just be Obi-Wan, right from the get-go. You can introduce other characters later on, but when the first... Oh, spoiler here, spoiler. When the first show is pretty much, you know, over almost a half of Leia being there as well, it's like, wait, what? But it's supposed to be Obi-Wan. Like, like I said, if they'd introduced her later on as something to look into, fine. But right off the bat, it's like, um, isn't it supposed to be Obi-Wan? I'm watching Obi-Wan, right? Right, that's what I'm watching? Um, yeah, but that first episode then would have just been Obi Wan moping around because of what. Well, he you know, you can, still up, you can set up the background stuff. There, there's a lot of stuff they could have done instead of having half of it being Leia. In my, in my opinion. Mm. Um, so my thing about that is, and this isn't really the best part to talk, best time to talk about it, but I'll, I'll talk about it anyway. My issue with what happens in that show is that when you are in the first movie and you get Leia contacting Obi-Wan. Um, it's as if they've never met before. She's hearing about this legendary figure that her father keeps talking about how they fought in the Clone Wars. Well, in this, unless at some point they wipe her mind or he wipes her mind so she forgets about him, how, how do they get to that point? It's all retcon, right? Everything's getting rewritten. But yeah, I agree yeah. with you. It's like... Well Actually, I did see read an article on that, and uh, they were pointing out that in the New Hope, she's talking as if it's you know it's my dad's relationship to what's going on here, or or with you that I'm relying on. But she ends it off with "You're my only hope," which kind of implies that they do have a personal that's relationship. Just, because I, I I don't read that into that at all. That's Redcon writing. Yeah. That's trying. Yeah. It's well, like, no, oh, we got to explain it somehow. So this is how it's yeah, going to... No, this this was somebody just sort of looking at, at uh, 
you know, this wasn't an official uh, explanation of it or anything. But they're still, uh, yeah, they're still looking, they're still trying to well, take the water show, write it back to say, oh, this is why, the, this is what the, the line said way back in the first movie, why it makes sense in the, in this new series. It was like, mm -hmm. no. Yeah, I agree with that. In the first one, it, it's her. He's a stranger help. to her. Like, mm -hmm. you were my dad. My dad said you're such a great person. You were a general in the Clone War, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, not general of clones, but general yeah. in the Clone oh, War. Oh, don't, um, don't get me started. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, when they say, oh, this is this makes sense. It's like, no, no, you're, you're, you're trying to fit it in place. Well, yeah. I mean, ultimately, that is what has to be done. Yeah. To be well, again, don't have the two of them meet. Mm. And it's not a problem, right? Like, if they never meet in this series... Yeah, yeah, you, you could still have her in the series without them interacting, and he just kind of does things in the background and, and makes sure that she's safe without them actually meeting. That would have been perfectly fine. That would have been well, much better. Like, he, yeah, like, you know, they don't meet. There's an even bigger issue with The New Hope, though. I mean, look at how broken up uh, Luke is over Ben Kenobi dying, and uh, he was just kind of disturbed when he saw uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru as well, no, he was distraught. He was distraught when they saw them. He he was more upset at Kenobi dying than uh, than his than his aunt and uncle, his surrogate parents. You you saw it. Well, you saw the shock. You didn't actually they didn't focus on him too much, but he you know he he grieved. You saw that he was grieving. Yeah, and and there's there's the whole scene where um where he comes back and there's they're burning the Jawa corpses, and yeah. and he and Obi Wan have a a moment there as he as he kind of talk through it and it's possible that he's using the force to kind of ebb some of his grief away as, as well um another one i watched um so it's funny you remember deep blue sea with the shark intelligent sharks no yeah uh, i mean va va vaguely yeah the 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 where the uh ellie ello cool j yeah. lives yeah right. I, I, I remember him yeah, it's it's like how do you remember? Oh, the black guy lived. Oh, okay, now I remember that movie. <laughs> Which is sad to say <laughs> that it's actually that like wait, if you remember when a black guy lived in a movie, that's a pretty <laughs> bad thing. But it's yeah. Well, it's, I, I it was a little more LL Cool J than the fact that the black guy lived. Yeah, for me. Yeah, but um, they had a deep. There was a second one I didn't know. There was actually a third one. Why I watched the third one is like. So somehow that shark never died, but gave birth to three other sharks, and are just going through an area. Yeah, it 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 doesn't. You can tell it's not the same level of. Mm -hmm. well, well, just just like what was going on with the Jaws movies. Yes. Um, then I saw one called Freaks of Nature, which is a weird one. It's a normal guy, a female vampire, and a male zombie. In the middle of a, a, a alien invasion. Interesting. <laughs> okay. That that actually sounds kind of cool. It's like, it's like, he's like, wait, what? It's like, so in this town, there are well, in this universe, there are vampires and there are zombies and normal humans, and they sort of interact with each other, and they're going to high school. <laughs> and then an aliens invade. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I'm like. I've got to watch this. How many tropes can you throw into a single movie? <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh. like, yeah, I've got to, I've got to watch this, and it's, uh, and it, it's got uh, Dennis Leary in it as well. Okay. 
Yeah, but it was like like it was it was funny. I mean, it's cheesy fun, but it was mm -hmm. fun. Like I knew what I was getting into just from you know, you know, a high school nerd, female vampire, and a male zombie. Go to high school, okay? Sure. Uh, so it, it made me laugh. It was it was it was it was good enough. I watched the um, Army of Thieves, which is the prequel so to Army of yeah. Dead. Isn't too bad. I mean, it was more of a heist. It's definitely a heist movie as opposed yeah. to the zombie thing. Oh, it's a um, safe cracker. Right? It is. It 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 was pretty good. Uh, then there was. Uh, I'm gonna watch some other stuff again, like Constantine and and stuff. Mm. Um, oh, then a Western weird one called Dead Birds with about zombies and weird things that come back to life. In okay. a haunted house. That sounds like it's right up your alley. Oh yeah, and yeah, of course. It's like I've, I've got to watch this. Um, on uh, that's about it for the new stuff or movies and that that I can think of. Again, probably when Dev says something, I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, for tabletop, uh, I'm running in. I'm running one called Journey to Ragnarok, which is. A Norse mythology for 5e, but it's interesting. It was written by an Italian group. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's pretty good. They've got like it. There's a lot of Norse stuff out there now, right? There's League Drazel. I know Dev's running a vamp, uh, uh, vampire, a uh, Viking game, and his Pendragon one. Mm -hmm. um, so this one, because they they've introduced like a rune, like they they have the same classes as D&D &D 5e but they're modified for viking stuff right so you know the the paladin is more for you know like a valkyrie type idea and stuff like that that's cool uh, oh yeah um the the bard is obviously a called right right uh the the barbarian gets like sort of lightning powers because they're tied to thor they have th thunder and lightning powers the there's the rune priest which they have runes you draw every game you draw some runes and read them and it's you know that gives you an idea of oh is this your rune you get a blessing for this and stuff like that so it's actually pretty well thought out um and then there's a adventure uh, modules for them up to level from level one to level seven called the rune thief where someone's stealing the runes so as time goes along, Eric has uh, less runes to draw from, but he doesn't know it. Like, sorry, his character doesn't know. Mm. But in the games, like, he, he's already lost half the runes that he can draw from, so he's lost advantages from that. So that's that's an interesting swing for Five E. Uh, but then I realize again, you it's so hard to kill people in Five E. Not that I, because you remember me, Patrick, for how I GM. Sometimes I I do crazy crits like I can never do as a player. Well, there's been close to party wipes multiple times. <laughs> oh, oh, they they I've had like three quarters of the party down doing death saves. Wow. Yeah, and the last one was so the paladin goes over. Okay, I give the barbarian four hit points. He gets hit. He's down again. I give him one hit point just so he's got <laughs> to go. <laughs> And with that one point, he actually managed to go win and kill the big guy with his axe. But it's like, okay, so I'm I'm down to three hit points. He's got one. Uh, <laughs> our rune priest got hit with a lightning bolt. He's out. Um, okay. 
And uh, Eric is running a... Um, it's the 7th edition of Gamma World. That's right. Gamma World has 7 editions. Wow. It's based off of a fourth, a DD 4th ed. Okay. Sort of. Uh, so you have you still have the powers, you have weirdness, you get you know weird tech and stuff like that. I'm a walking plant thing. There's someone else who's a cat that explodes if you put, hit it. <laughs> and then her AI. But uh, it's funny because Eric and I are back and forth of like he almost kills the party, then I almost kill the party, he almost kills him. <laughs> Uh, and then there's also the old D6 Star Wars, which is going on. Oh, still going on. Pretty good. Um, Dev, you'll remember this. We now have four droids with us. We've picked up a bunch along the way. It's like, and it, or, or modify them. Just keep shoving more more programs into them. They can't go wrong. Dr. Webby 3PO. <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, oh, then uh, our Paladin game, which Dev, I guess, has given up on. I, I mean, I haven't, but every time you guys uh, schedule a session, I have something going on. Like, I, I, I can't get away from whatever in order to actually come in and join. We're playing so, tomorrow. We're playing tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, there's no way. We're, I'm, I'm preparing for the, uh, for the, the trip. You're um, not leaving until next week. Yes, I understand that. But there's there's still stuff that, we, that has to be done tomorrow. Like tomorrow, we've got a shopping, shopping um, a trip to PetSmart. We have to go pick up some uh, some pet supplies. And then there's, there's so much that's still uh, kind of outstanding. Take a day off work and do it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already taking a whole week off work that I'm not getting yeah. paid for. Uh, but uh, so anyways, yeah. so, but Paladin's still on going on. Um, I'm on my third character now in that one. Oh really? Died again, yeah. huh? Died again. I died. <clears throat> Sorry, I died gloriously again. Though I, I died for a great cause. Okay. But it was like, okay, so the dragon hits you with a tail, takes forty-seven damage. Forty-seven damage. Yeah, you explode. I've already been hit. Um, okay, so <laughs> and and I have hit. twelve points of armor, right? Because I'm using chain. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <sighs> mm. and I, I didn't have the chivalry bonus because this is my second character. Right. And in the new game, you don't transfer over your stats that are six or your traits and passions are sixteen. Oh, that sucks. Oh yeah. So I'm and I'm like, wow, I'm I'm not even chivalrous, so I didn't get the three points part. Oh, so I'm at minus twelve. Yeah, there's not coming back from that. Hey, so if you crit and get a six each time, mm -hmm. I can make one hit point. Yeah, that didn't happen. So <laughs> I'm I'm, a, I'm now playing a young squire. Oh, good actually, God. But he's 15, 16 years old, no I mean, skills, but he's the best character I've rolled for some stats and uh, traits. Okay, that's oh. good. But I mean, yeah. that, that game is brutal when you're trained. I mean, and, and I've not, I haven't even gotten to the point where I'm actually good at trained at anything, but because we, we all start off as starting characters and really just yeah. it went so downhill so quickly. Well, it's even worse. As, so. So, the, so in in Paladin, like Pendragon, you have passions, right, which mm -hmm. give you the your reason, like what makes you you, what what gives you motivation to continue. In Paladin, God is the big one because it's all based on Charlemagne, so everything's Christian knights, right. So I'm I have a thirteen, but I'm facing a dragon, so I'm like, yeah, I think I'm gonna pray to God here. I crit. Oh, nice. Which, so which which means you normally. Um, it's a based on a d20 for the people listening. So you're a plus five is a big bonus. 
That's what you normally get. If you crit, it's a plus 10. But if you're a Christian knight, uh, which I was... Actually, I did have chivalry. I was chivalry. Sorry. So I am chivalrous. But that gives that doubles it. So I had plus 20 on everything. Right? On all my skills. This is great. Make your valor roll. I fumble. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. So he, Eric was like, okay, well, it doesn't make sense that you can actually not go in because you, you saw God. So you're stunned for a bit as you just stand there going, I'm full of God's grace. So I'm plus 20, and I already got a 20 skill. So I'm like, I can't miss. I can hit multiple times, right? Boom, boom, boom. Okay, so he's hitting me twice. Okay, I'll split my attacks. Mm -hmm. 15 and a 20 or whatever because I'm injured, right? No problem. Here's my roll for 15. I roll a 1. He rolls a five. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That, but that it's, like I said, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, I know you want to come back eventually, it's just we never plan it well. Yeah. It, it, like, seriously, every time something is planned, something comes up. Yeah. One year, it's, uh, it's uh, or sorry, one year. One 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 time, I've got a football match. One time, uh, oh, we're out of town. One time, mm. oh, uh, the power just went out. Like every time, it's something. And um, so we'll, we'll keep you in in line when something else just goes on. We'll give yeah. you more, hopefully more than one week of notice. So you're like, oh, okay, I'll plan for that. Yeah, that'll make it easier. Yeah. Anyways, that's mostly it for me. Okay, so um, I'll finish up segment one by talking about the stuff I've been into. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is movies. Um, I think I think we already talked about this from last uh, episode, but just in case we didn't, um, I saw the movie Morpheus, which Ooh, is one no of the movie. one of the Marvel um, bizarre Avengers. Marvel shows. Yeah, uh, that that did horrible at the box office. Yeah, it, it wasn't a good movie. Like. Um, and I don't know how then, they would have made it better, but it, it just wasn't a great movie. Well, sorry. What I like is then they try to do, because people started making fun of it by going, it's Morbin time. It became a, a, a meme. It's okay. Morbin time. Okay. So that Jared, Jared Leto tried to get in on it as well, like pretending it's a, a script for a new Morbius. Oh, I see. And then Sony went, oh, people love Morbius. They're, they're, it's trending. So let's <laughs> release it in theaters. Over the weekend. Oh, really? They actually re-released it. It went for one weekend because after one weekend, in a thousand theaters, it made eighty-five thousand. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I went to see it, there were maybe three people in the theater, and I thought perhaps it was just because it was a like a, a Tuesday matinee, um, wasn't even like evening time. It was like four thirty or, or five o'clock. So usually, there's there's a much lower turnout for one yeah. of those shows than for like a seven o'clock, eight o'clock on a Tuesday. Um, for those that don't know, uh, Tuesday nights are our cheap nights. So they tend to bring in a pretty big crowd. I hate going like a, on a seven or eight o'clock showing on a, uh, for anything on a Tuesday. Cause the theater always gets so packed mm -hmm. and even, even post COVID. I mean, it's, it's starting to get up there again, but uh, you go in at five o'clock or four thirty just after work. Even three or four is you're like, Hmm, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, and, and I understand why I it, first of all, I didn't review well, and I kind of knew that going in. Like, I don't really pay attention to reviews, but um, I'd at least seen that people were not happy with it. And some of the people that I follow in uh, on like Facebook 
they were commenting about how they went to see it and uh, it was an okay movie and they're right it was an okay movie if you like you know superhero flicks you like vampire stuff it's interesting this guy's a, a scientist so he's a doctor and he and he is trying to save him uh this wasting disease that he has and he does it by infusing bat dna into his system and turns himself into a vampire basically what could go wrong sorry sorry if that's a spoiler and then uh, well, I, they show I, the trailer. I mean, they show in the trailers. Sure, yeah, and 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 he's got a best friend who is also trying to to work with or, or heal, and um, the 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 friend kind of gets involved, and that is when things go bad. Anyway, we won't we won't Wait, talk I, about. I have spoilers. to ask a question. It's not a spoiler, but does he have a bad childhood? Does he have problems with his parents, or his parents dead? Uh, so he is an actually. <laughs> I think he's either an orphan, if I recall. Oh, there we go. Of course, or, of course. or because he has this wasting sickness, his parents basically give him up to as to be a ward of the state. There we go. Yeah, of course. Because, you know, you can't be a DC or Marvel hero without having some sort of problems with your <laughs> Well, family. no one really turns to superheroing if they had a wonderful childhood. Like, that, that's not what drives you to want to protect others. Anyway, Morbius, not a great movie, unfortunately. Um uh, what else did I see? Uh, I saw, of course, the new Top Gun Maverick. Oh, oh my God! Oh, so good. It was so good. Anyone who liked the original is going to be blown away. This is how you do a fucking sequel. Sure, it's 25 years after the original movie came out, but it doesn't matter. This is how you do a fucking sequel. And also practical effects. Everything. Everything was shot practically. There was, I think they said something like 10% of the movie is CG. Everything else is done for real, in real cockpits, in real planes, in real air. Like, it is a phenomenal movie. Looking, at least. And the storyline, actually, there's a, a point to, to why he's being sent back there. There's a point to what's going on. There's an awesome um, uh, storyline, secondary storyline, which is his interaction with Rooster, with Rooster, who is um, Goose's kid. Oh yeah. my God, it, it, it has, and and the guy they got to play Rooster, he does such a great job of kind of following some of uh, his TV or movie dad's uh, mannerisms. There's a point where they're 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 in a plane together, and he's in the back seat doing the uh, the Rio option um, um, position, and he he says something like, "I, I lost a math." And it, it's almost as if it were at Anthony Michaels, Anthony Davids, whatever his name is, uh, Goose. It's almost Goose. as if it was Goose speaking. It was, it was hair raising. It was so great to see them flying the uh, the, the planes. Like, oh, it was such a great movie. I absolutely loved that movie. If it weren't for the fact that Dune came out uh, two weeks into January, that this movie would have been my favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah. It doesn't quite beat Dune. Dune is way too amazing. Well, Dune, I was going to say, Maverick probably has better action sequences than Dune. Oh, sorry, no. Sorry, Maverick's more action. Sure. Like an action it's, movie. Than of course. It's, yeah. it's, it's, and, you know, some of the stuff they're doing, the stunts they're doing are incredible. The flying that's being done in, in the, the movie are fantastic. Um, and I'm just after after having seen it, I'm watching all these videos about the the training that all the the guys went through in order to get into this movie. And this is all training that Tom Cruise, as a pilot, made for them to get them to be, to be prepared to actually shoot in the cockpit, doing high G maneuvers, so that their bodies are kind of used to taking those genes G's as if they were actual real pilots so they went pilot. through proper pilot training they got their pilot's license they, they started off on cessnas and they went to um uh, like a trick jet 
just, like nowhere else would you sort of do that for a movie you just be like yeah. there's cgi right oh we'll exactly just, and, and, we'll, and tom we'll cruise he's one of the producers of the movie right he's one of the champions of this movie this is the character that he loves and really wanted to go back to and he really went all out getting this movie done it is well, also, incredible he's rich enough that he's like i don't need an insurance company i'll insure yeah. my own people because <laughs> because most insurance like you're what you're gonna have your pilots fly what yeah i mean but, but he's had that problem with insurance companies from the very beginning because he refuses to let a stunt double do like 90 percent of the stunts most of the stunts he's going to do himself i mean this guy learned how to fly a helicopter in order to do um one oh, of the Mission Impossible combat, movies. Combat fly. So 16,000 hours of, pie, of helicopter flying. Right. So he, he was, apparently... He, he was Mission Impossible 7, he would fly for eight hours <laughs> and then go do sets. Yep. Uh, there's, there's a point where that helicopter is flying upside down and he's actually flying that, I think. It's oh. like, it's he's just insane. Um, apparently he was in this one movie uh, where he was playing as a chef. So he went and trained under like world-class chefs in order to learn how to cook to make it as authentic as possible. When he was like, playing the pool hustler in uh, Color of Money, he, I think. He did it actually. Yep. He, he, he learned, he basically became a champion level pool player in order to, 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 to play that, that role. Like he's, yeah. he's a like, crazy person. Oh, he is crazy. Like his Scientology stuff is off the wall. Yeah. His, you know, but you know his 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 art, like what he does as an artist. Yeah. I am like super. Like there is no one who can touch him. Like, no. well, sorry. I mean, Keanu Reeves is not doing Python, but I mean, Keanu Reeves is another one up there. They're like, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. It. But no one's done the. Okay, uh, so I'm now a master chef. I'm a master pool player. I can ride motorcycles. Um, I'm a combat helicopter pilot, and now I'm a combat jet pilot. Yep. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I want to see it, but and the problem is like I can't. I I'm hoping it's still gonna be in theaters when I go to Ottawa. Right. I want. I this is one I want to see in theaters. Like I'm sorry, like. And, it, and not is. just not just theaters, man. Go see this in IMAX. IMAX. If you don't see oh, this yeah. in IMAX, you're you're missing out. It is so cinematic. It's so well, well no, done. I want the special like the special sound as well. Like, yeah. Not just ooh, I have my headphones on. That doesn't do justice to Top Gun. Yeah. Like you want that. <laughs> and the the best part about it is the opening is almost like a shot for shot remake of the original movie. And right. the the music kicks in. It's so familiar. You're like, oh my god, yeah, it was so incredible. It was so yeah. good. Yeah, wish they, wish they still had arcades with Afterburner. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you, you can still find it, man. It's it's still out there. I mean, I found an arcade. Uh, this is in Chicago. It's one of the places that we go to um, as part of the Geek Nation tour oh, store um, that has the the old um, Star Wars um, uh, seated thing where you you first you're starting off in an X wing and then you start off in a snow speeder on Hoth and then you start oh, okay. off in um, the speeder bikes on Hoth. Oh, sorry, um, um, Hoth and then Endor, and then interspersed in that there's you're you're on rails so you're not really moving around much but you're you're targeting um and then there it's interspersed with scenes where you're actually on foot and you're shooting uh and fighting people and then at one point you fight vader you fight um you fight against boba fett like it's that that was a fun game and, and those still exist so it's possible you but can yeah, still you fight after like everyone went to see play after burner after yeah. watching top gun oh sorry. <laughs> 
All right, so that's movies. I don't think I've seen anything other than that. I mean, of course, I saw this, The Stranger, not, not Stranger Things, The um, Afterlife. I saw it both in theaters, and Jen and I started watching it recently um, just at feels, lunchtime. Did you get the feels? I, yeah. I, I did. I really liked it. Um, I mean, it... it like the emotional t tearing up. I had a bit of a tear up. Uh, yeah, yeah, there are parts of it that are that actually do kind of tug at your heartstrings. Um, and but I mean, it's no I, Last Samurai. Uh, uh, no, it's of course it's no Last Samurai. But I mean, I I was bawling through parts of Top Gun Maverick too, so that, that that's that's not 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 a surprise. Well, when they took their shirts off. Yeah, that's that's definitely when this when the crying started. No, um, <laughs> so the, one of one of my kind of criticisms of Afterlife. Just I, this this whole having kids be masters of everything, I, I'm not a fan of that. And having them be awesome at doing things without really any trial or error, I'm not a fan of that. And that this is kind of one of those movies where the kids can't do anything wrong. And there's, there's well, they, they, have, they have problems with the the proton pack to start with. Yeah, one shot, and then uh, all of a sudden she becomes an expert at it. So I don't the know. Whole chasing Slimer down and everything. Like, yeah, they're missing everywhere. They're they're destroyed half the town with the the gun fine but i mean they they still like it, it's uh, they're just like you know she's able to do scientific things because she's this genius like this i don't know it's just another case of oh everyone's she's no, so she's so no, perfect she's no at everything no, no she's no ray like she makes miss she's no ray in my mind like she's no ray right fine she's, she's not as bad as ray was written she the shoes actually written better yes but I'm. It's she's eleven years old. Exactly. Or, 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 there's there's no way she'd be doing even a, a tenth of the stuff that she ends up doing in that movie. So that that's just a criticism I have of of kids in movies in general and, and how they're able to do things also, adults can't. The do. son who's like fifteen who re gets the ecto built and working again. Yeah, exactly. And he, there's there's no reason why he would have ever um, been working on a car before. In, yeah, you live in an apartment in Chicago or, yeah. or wherever. When are you working on cars? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you for that. It's, but they did it well enough that it was okay. the The movie itself is entertaining enough that you just kind of gloss over that uh, those downsides and just say, okay, fine, it was still a, a decent movie. Okay, anyway, that's movies, um, TV shows. We've mainly been concentrating on Chicago Med, Jen and I. Uh, we've gone through seven seasons of it over the last uh, two or two or three months. So we watch a lot of Chicago Med, and we've moved on to another medical drama called New Amsterdam. Now, <laughs> uh, really surprising, you know, your girlfriend who works in the medicine field wants to watch medical shows. But she—that's that, just it. She works for um, a medical-ish company, but in IT, she doesn't have yeah. any interaction with the medical aspect or side of her, of the company at all. <laughs> Like it's it's as if she worked for any IT company. It doesn't really matter. Um, uh, what other shows I've been watching? Uh, of course, I watched Kenobi, or, or as much as of Kenobi has been has been released so far, and that's fantastic. Um, damn it, oh, was... have you watched the second season of Bad Batch? I have not because it hasn't started coming out yet. It's uh, okay. it's not released for uh, so basically because it's in the Star Wars universe, they don't want to overlap. So um, Bad Batch comes out uh, August, I think. I I'd have to look it up. Uh, I am looking forward to it because I really enjoyed season one. Um, what did, you uh, did you guys talk about Boba Fett last time? Because I wasn't there. So, uh, I mean, I've I've watched Boba Fett all the way through and. It's not great. 
unfortunately. And uh, the aspects of it that are the worst is when they introduce the mods. Um, the the while while their character concept is cool and the whole um, the whole subculture of modified humans in Star Wars actually is a thing and there's mm -hmm. a huge stigma against people who have cybernetics that are on display like a societal stigma against it but that that tends to happen more in the core worlds and less of an issue when you're living in the outback of say, Tatooine the main problem I had with it was how clean and shiny and and new everything looked um, it, just the whole aesthetic of it didn't fit in with Tatooine. It looked like something you'd see on Coruscant and, and, okay. and kind of moving it into the dust of yeah. Tatooine, uh, just really kind of, you might like Andor then. Oh, I I'm, I'm super, I'm super, super looking forward to Andor. And that's something I was going to talk about in news and rumors sure. when we're talking Sorry. about things that are coming up in the, in the near future, that and okay. Bad Batch. Um, Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? <laughs> they should have paid for that song. Seriously, Bad Batch should have paid for that song. Uh, I, it doesn't really fit in with the Star Wars um, aesthetic. So, True. no, I, I completely disagree with that. Um, moving on to um, games. Um, there's There's been a huge amount of Steam sales, so I picked up a bunch of stuff in the past couple of weeks. Um, I started playing... Uh, Oh, I didn't talk about games. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, so I started playing uh, Necromunda Hired Gun, which is a first-person shooter set in, in the 40K universe, specifically on the hive world of Necromunda. Um, I've only gone through one mission so far, but it's it's a wild wild game it's and you're constantly being assaulted you're constantly you know your your damage is going down or your health is going down your shields are going down then you find some items that you bring back up again and you kind of take a second to breathe and then all of a sudden you're under assault again you've got guys all over the place it is it's it's actually a pretty fun game i'm i'm enjoying that one um i spent a lot of time playing an old mmo called fallen earth and this is specifically the classic version, which is kind of like a free-to-play. You don't have to worry about uh, subscriptions or anything. There's no cash store. There's no pay-to-win. It's just uh, it's a fun little MMO game. Um, I was kind of hoping that it might be turned into one of those games that we play together, but I don't think anyone's really into it other than me. Uh, I know Nick played for a bit, but uh, he and I never played together. And it's not a great game. I mean, it definitely has issues. It's an older game, and uh, the graphics are kind of terrible. But uh, it's it's interesting. It has a neat little storyline. It's kind of like a post-apocalyptic uh, survival game, but as an MMO. Um, I've been playing... I think we talked about this last time. I, st I started playing Core Keeper, which is kind of like a Valheim game, but set more in like a chibi universe. Um, and you're you're underground, you're tunneling through rock in order to get to like little pockets where you can find some items, find some resources. There's a lot of monsters to kind of deal with. And then there's like a, a big bad um, boss creatures in four different zones that you have to deal with. And when you defeat them, you get access to like new materials, new it's it's so much like Valheim. It's it really oh, yeah. th that game really reminds me of Valheim. Um, or do you have uh, more resource restrictions than Valheim has? No, no, it's it's a lot less resource restricted. Uh, you have easy access okay. to all sorts of minerals. You have easy access to all sorts of foods. Like there's 
there, there's there's a lot of of gathering in the game, but it's it's nowhere near as intensive as as Valheim is. It's a lot less of a survival game and a lot more of an exploration game. Those are. Um, I'm still playing Detroit Become Human. I, I know I talked okay. about this in the last episode. Um, it's a, a, a game about um, androids who've been kind of made into second-class citizens in the city of Detroit and um, and how some of them are, are developing defects that cause them to surpass their programming limiters and give them basically free free will and autonomy and then how they use that autonomy. Um, it's, it, it intersperses three different storylines, so you keep switching back and forth between these storylines as you progress through the game. Um, there's one storyline that's a servant droid uh, whose master is dies, and he basically goes off and becomes um, the leader of the rebellion. There's another who's about a servant droid who, when uh, her master goes crazy and tries to kill a child, she ends up actually killing the master and taking the child away and basically raising it as her own as they escape from any sort of repercussions. And there's a third storyline where you play as an investigator who is hunting down these these deviants, as they call them, these defective droids, uh, working with the police department. And you, and he, depending on your actions and, and your what you uncover and kind of the direction the, the investigation takes, you either become a deviant yourself or you fight against that and and are effective at, at hunting down these deviants. So it's it's a very, very cool storyline, very cool game. Um, there's a lot of like quick time actions in it, but mostly it's it's kind of like a, you're, you're watching a movie, you're, you're taking part in a, a cinematic movie, but your choices have real impact in how the game progresses. Or kind of like a visual novel would do. It's it's a lot more interactive than a visual novel. A visual novel, you're mainly sitting back and you make a choice here and there. This, you're actually moving around as a as a player, um, interacting with things. Um, if you miss some clues during your interaction, then you don't get access to entire storylines. Like like it's 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 a it's a real role playing game. Um, just a lot of it is done as long cutscenes, and sometimes the cutscenes are like even the middle of your um, of the actions that you're doing. It's it's a, it's a really neat game. I, it's definitely one I highly recommend people try. It's very very well done and well written too, well acted. There are some uh, there are some tragic figures. There's some heroic figures. Like it's it's a really good game. That's really about it for that kind of stuff. Role-playing games, uh, like we said, my Thursday Viking game, we still manage to play maybe two, at least twice a month. Um, there, there's There's been some issues getting the whole group together. We, you know, one guy who used to have his Thursday nights completely free now is on kid duty and he has to go and pick a son up from, from karate. So that cuts into our gaming time. So we're only really able to play an hour at a time. And there are weeks where people just aren't available, so it's it's slow going. But uh, I've I've got them stranded in England right now. One of their ships has been partially destroyed uh, it, during a shipwreck, and they're slowly trying to gather materials and and rebuild it while trying to avoid the the local populace as much as possible. Oh. <laughs> and and they've just got discovered, so <laughs> things things are starting to get tense. Um. My Monday night game is pretty much on hiatus. We really haven't played since our last recording or even before that. 
uh, unfortunately. People are, you know, uh, one of the players um, had a bereavement in his family, so he wasn't able to, to play for a while. And we have this rule where there's four players. If at least three of them are able to make it, we'll play. But, I mean, we haven't even been able to get two players uh, on some of the nights. So, unfortunately, for now, it's on hiatus. Hopefully, we'll get back to it. I really love the Star Wars universe, of course. And I'm really looking yeah. forward to, to playing with them specifically because these are really good friends. I, I love spending time with them. And uh, it's always good when the four of us, or five of us, I guess, can get together and, and have, have a good time. Uh, there's one last thing I want to talk about, and that's books. I've actually been listening to a, a bunch of audiobooks over the past uh, few weeks. Um, if you recall, there's a very cool author named Andy Weir who wrote The Martian. Well, he mm -hmm. actually has two other books, uh, one which was recently released called Project Hail Mary. And uh, that's a, a book about, um, so there's, there's this microbial space microbe that's discovered that's eating the sun or at least drawing energy away from the sun and at an alarming rate to the point where in like a hundred years, Earth is going to develop into an ice age just because of how much the, the light from the sun or the energy output from the sun is, is being dimmed by the growth of this microbial um, space stuff. And then they, they kind of search other systems and they find that uh, it's happening in, in a lot of other nearby solar systems as well. Nearby nearby stars are also suffering the same effect, except there's this one star that's not suffering. And so they send a, it's called Project Hail Mary. They send a expedition to go to this system and try to discover why it's like, it's like that. So they send a scientist. Um, they put him into, hyper, uh, into suspended animation uh, into a basically a, a coma that's being overseen by um, by robotic doctor, uh, and something goes wrong. And when when he comes out of it, his crew is dead. It's just him left alone, and he has no memory of what's of what's happening because of the uh, the coma that he's been he's been put into. So slowly he starts kind of gaining back memory. So they they do they do. Um, uh, two separate storylines they, they have the the now storyline and then the flashbacks uh as he tries to remember you know what his name is why he's here where he is like he, he, it takes him a while to even discover that he's on an on a spaceship because of um he does some experiments to figure out that gravity is way higher than what it would be on earth so, so there's a lot of that, that's the way andy weir writes there's a lot of scientific stuff in the um the writing it's it's a very very good book um it's an incredibly powerfully positive book at the same time um i i don't want to give any spoilers um but anyway he goes to this other system and he, and he does all these experiments to try to figure out why what's happening on earth is or in our solar system is not happening here very very good book project project hail mary i highly recommend this to anyone who likes any of andy weir's writings and then i've been on a, a neil gaiman kick as well um mm. i finished uh, the graveyard book which is a really really interesting and very weird and fucked up uh storyline about a kid who's being hunted by a or whose family is killed by um a killer a supernatural killer and who hides in a graveyard and the ghosts of that graveyard kind of adopt him and then um some other supernatural creatures come and champion him and and basically raise him in this graveyard and he he learns the how to to 
kind of interact with the world the way the dead do. So he, uh, you know, he can see in darkness. Um, he can fade out of uh, sight of, of living creatures using kind of ghostly uh, abilities that, that they train him to do. It's really cool. Um, I, I love Neil Gaiman. He's such a great writer. And this is a very, very enjoyable book. Um, I'm also, I, I finished that and then I started up on Sandman and holy fuck is Sandman ever amazing. Um, they're doing like a full cast production of Sandman. Well, that's your news and rumors. No, no, I, I'm, I'm not talking the full cast production, uh, the TV show. I'm talking the, oh. uh, the audio book. Yes. Uh, they so they they turned Sandman into a three part. I think that so the entire Sandman series has been turned into a three part audiobook series. Um, I have the first two. The, the second one was released. I think maybe three four, three weeks ago. Uh, so I'm 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 almost all the way through the first book, and I'm starting on the the second. And oh, it's, uh, a, it's a great series. Yeah, really really good series. Uh, and then the last thing I want to talk about is. Um, there's there's a series by J.S. Morin called The Black Ocean. Uh, she actually has three different, he, I think, has three different omnibuses, um, each about uh, a different group of people. So the first group is about, um, it, it's, it's almost like a Star Wars or a Firefly crew. They're kind of outlaws, but they're kind of... Um, um, they they try to be good people, but they're but they're not law abiding citizens. So they they kind of um, they make their way through the universe um, as a traveling band. So they they go and do gigs in places. They play music in places, but at the same time they're also um, uh, doing missions. Um, and some of them were at one time fighter pilots in the war, and they kind of they bring that into their uh, into the the their criminal activity let's say um so that that was the, the first series the second series is about one of their um cast members or one of their crew members who leaves the crew and goes off to do her own thing um and it's about her basically finding her world in the in the uh, universe it's very very good uh, series of books um i have the omnibuses and we're talking about like 70 to 90 hours for each omnibus. So I just finally managed to get through the second omnibus, which is about um, Esper. It's called Mercy for Hire. Very good. I think that's everything I want to talk about. So that's the end of segment one. Let's move on to segment two, news and rumors. What do we want to well, talk about? Well, we might as well go and follow up on the Sandman. Okay, yeah. So there is a there is a uh, full cast production, a live action Sandman coming to, I want to say Amazon Prime. Nope, Netflix. Oh, is it Netflix? Netflix? Okay, cool. Yep. That's that's going to be even better. Um, although, so with Netflix, they might drop it all at once, or they might do the the slow. It depends on the yeah, it depends yeah. on the deals they have with the states and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So. Um. So yeah. So I'm super super looking forward to that. Um, we should have release dates for these. Do you know what? Do you know uh... what, when it's being released? When is the release date? I think it's August, is it, or July? Okay, so August, August we're looking forward to that. Uh, another thing that we've already kind of touched on, but I, I do want to, I don't know if I want to expand more on it, but uh, there's a new Andor TV show coming in the Star Wars yeah. universe. Um, I want to talk about it because, okay, I saw the trailer. I know you haven't. I haven't, yeah. But one thing I think you'll like about it is, because you were talking about how um, in... Boba Fett, Tatooine looks too clean. Yeah. 
So in Andor, you can tell the difference between the, you know, coarse planets and the outer rim planets. Okay. Like, it's when they're going through, you're like, okay, that's that's obviously super poor outer, you know, either a suburb, like a poor ghetto in the area, or an outer rim planet. It just, okay. and you go, oh, look at the beauty, look how great that looks. So that's obviously one of the core, you know, core systems. So I like the way they do the just a just a they just a <laughs> try it again just a just a position juxtaposition um, is that the word yes yeah, so between the two of them okay so he, it's like okay nice and clean obviously the capital areas dirty grimy obviously the other rims where no one cares what's going on so I I like that look that they have mm -hmm. it's I think that I'm not sure about the rest of the stuff but that I'm like that looks good it shows you right away where you are. Mm -hmm. Another one I want to talk about is um, Black Adam. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I am looking forward to it. I've always well, thought Black Adam is a villain, though. He, well, okay. He's a Magneto, tragic Magneto figure, a, maybe? Magneto was a villain. Then became leader of the X-Men for a while. right? True. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's comics. Um, Black Adam, has, he's a villain in the way that he wants to do the best for what's his country. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like even in the uh, injustice ones, and that, he's like, "I'll follow you, but you leave my, my country alone, right? I'm helping you out, but that's for what I care about my people." So he, he's a little bit like apocalypse, like you know Egypt, right? Yeah. I mean, because they have a made-up country of Kandar or something, or Kandar or something sure. like that. But, you know, we'll call it's some Middle Eastern, African country. But he cares about them. That's his main goal. That's why he became powerful. But you'll appreciate that. I know you haven't seen the trailer, Dev. But it's it's not this is not a spoiler for everything. But there's one scene where these two people, like uh, an anthropologist or archaeologist or whatever, anyways, mm -hmm. they're driving in a jeep. All of a sudden, Black Adam comes down and just boom, like lands next to them. You know, so they roll up the windows. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And it, I didn't look, you know, try not to look outside. And I thought, like, I'm going, that is such a gamer thing to do. Because, like, again, to talk about, you know, when I was running Dark Heresy, you know, when the Orc was beating on your car, you clicked yep. lock. So as soon as I saw them roll up the window, I'm like, yep. It's like, <laughs> just roll up the window and pretend he's not there. He flew. He just flew and he's super, so let's roll up the window and pretend he's not there. Don't make eye contact. So I couldn't help but laugh at that. Um, I mean, they've got a good cast for it, too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and it looks like they're doing the old JLA, Justice League of America, or Justice League Society. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, with Dr. Fate, Hawkman. Awesome. Uh, the Atom. I, I wonder if uh, if Marvel approached Dwayne Johnson about doing the thing in a Fantastic Four reboot. He's, well, he's got the size for it, but yeah. I mean, they, since it's going to be full makeup anyway, it doesn't really matter who they get. He, he doesn't well, even have to be well, that no, size I, if they're going to CG it. I just think it would be interesting having The Rock play a man made out of rock. Right, I understand. Well, yes. Well, he should maybe they should redo re, redo The Rock then, the movie The Rock. <laughs> With The Rock in The, the rock. rock. That would be amazing. <laughs> Although, the, the movie The Rock is a timeless classic that is a yeah. standalone masterpiece and should never be mm -hmm. touched. 
No. So um, it looks like August is going to be the most amazing month. I can't wait for our August episode. We're going to have to do it right at the end yeah. because there's so much coming out in August, right? So yes. we already talked about Andor. We already talked about um, uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, also releasing in August. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And I know some people are like, oh, how come she's not muscular like she is in the comics? Well, if you read the comics, she didn't start off muscular either. She started off as, I mean, she's bigger than most people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she, she didn't have the Hulk's huge size. No, no. And she was she was never, ever as big as the Hulk gets. No. I mean, again, in some of the comics, you know, they made her where she goes a little crazy because she gets really big and stuff. But right. Like, people have to understand, like, we're talking, or She-Hulk, about 40, 50 years of history. Mm-hmm. When they came out monthly, so <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of history for comics. You know what's going to be interesting is how they do. Um, like, there's no real news yet, but I know they're bringing the Marvel mutants will be in Marvel, right? Like they're going to yeah, we're going to read X Men again. Yep, and that's the whole talk of like, well, who's going to play Wolverine, right? Well, they actually already started that, right? With yeah. um, oh, I I also saw. Um... Uh, yeah, well, we, we talked about that last time, right? No, no, but but more than that, Dr. they Strange. they already brought um, uh, what's his face, uh, Professor X, Professor into X. into the Marvel universe in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Like oh, he, spoiler. I don't think it's a spoiler. You you it's see him in the trailers, and I, I haven't even seen a trailer, and yet I still know they bring him in the trailers. So yeah, I know it's I not know, it's I not know. really a uh, a uh, also over the interwebs. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like the toehold of getting the X Men yeah. brought back into the Marvel universe. So it just like I said, like Wolverine, like everyone's because Wolverine was the X Men, right? Yeah. I mean, like seventeen years, it was Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I think Hugh Jackman said he's willing to come back and do it again. Well, as a cameo, like as an old, sure. old Logan, sure. Um, but again, they, like. Obviously, whoever they get, um, I was watching uh, one guy, Nando versus movies, and yeah. he's been doing this whole thing of like, who to cast for which ones, right? right. And he's still right. going, so Magneto, we still want Jewish mm -hmm. because, I mean, usually their nationality isn't too big, but Magneto's is tied into that, like, right? And and the fact that he was uh, part of the whole um, World War Two Nazi yeah, internment like, camps, that. like, that's you, you important. Can, you can hand wave a lot of reasons, like he was in suspended animation, sure. or, or you know Wanda with her thing, or like, there's a whole bunch of ways you can do it. Mm -hmm. But you still have to keep it there because that that is his whole thing. Like that's mm -hmm. why he's fighting for mutant kind because he's he knows humanity. He's seen humanity that's worse, yeah. right? So yeah, so those that's a character that you need to have. That sort of intensity, and he's like, and Nando versus movies uh, does a good job going through different actors he thinks can do it, and then he gets to Wolverine, and what's funny because the guy Nando, he's actually like five five or something like that, so he's like he calls himself a short. <laughs> he's like nothing against Hugh Jackman, but the one thing against him is he's not a short. Right. You know, so he's like, can we try and find someone under five ten to do this? <laughs> and he had had some different ones, and um, like. And I like where he's coming from, like, because he's like, okay, for Storm, you know, he, none of the characters, you know, really portrayed Storm properly, right? If you look mm -hmm. at the characters, so I think with Marvel, with Disney now running it, because Marvel did a great job with like the cast, like Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, like they found the right people to mm -hmm. to, to to carry it on. Mm -hmm. I hope they do the same thing for 
the X-Men, right? Mm. Maybe not two famous people, but someone that can, like, can you do this for 20 years? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the guy they cast for Scott Summers in, in the Fox movies, I thought he did a really good job. I was disappointed yeah, he, that he... James Masters. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Jam, James Mars, Ma, Masters? Mars, 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 Mars. Yeah. Yeah, Mark. that you know that he pretty much disappeared in in X three. Yeah, well, X, let's not talk about X three. But no, I he did a good job for what began for what they had yeah. to work with, right? Mm -hmm. and, and just never mind X three. That's just a. I actually don't hate X three. It there, there there are aspects of it that are really really interesting, like the whole Wolverine um, coming to uh, to to save Gene and his flesh being torn away and is regeneration trying to keep up like there, there are aspects of it that are really good that's yeah right. the angel stuff was like what <laughs> yeah okay mm -hmm. uh, i have to say uh, uh kelsey well it's not news and rumors anymore but kelsey grammar grammar did a great job as a beast yeah yeah he was okay i liked him better than the new class beast oh the kid doing it i, I didn't i didn't dislike him no didn't like it, it just it's sort of like okay you're you didn't pick up as well i guess i don't know it's just kelsey grammar grammar did such a great job of right. them mm -hmm. um but yeah it, like i said so that's that probably won't be like a what 2024 we see an x-men movie if we're lucky yeah it'll be a while it'd be sooner because they are uh they are really working hard on doing a deadpool movie and that's uh also another good avenue for getting mm -hmm. mutants into the marvel universe yeah, it'll be interesting. Will they? Will he be R rated? Oh yeah. Yeah, you you, you can't you can't do Deadpool without R rated. Um, there's one other thing I want to talk about before we kind of close off our segment two, and that is Willow. Willow is coming back yes. to the. Yes. Uh, it's I think it's coming as a TV yes. show on on Disney Plus, uh, yes. coming at the end of November. So we're not going to see it until like early into December. I won't see it probably until January when the uh, the full season has run its course on Disney Plus. Uh, I don't think it's it's a show I'm so interested in that I'm going to have to watch it weekly the way I am with uh, with uh, it'll, 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 it'll Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it once once it's over at the end. But yeah, I, I am looking forward to it. I really, really liked the movie Willow. It doesn't really hold up as well uh, going back to it now, but uh, it's it's still pretty enjoyable. It is. Um, question just because I'm talking on Willow and Maverick, mm -hmm. Top Gun. Iceman. So he's he's in the movie. I don't know if this is a spoiler. I don't know if he was in the trailers at all. He he's he in the movie. I don't know if he's sick in real life because uh, he is throat cancer. He throat cancer, so he's oh, his voice. okay. So he, so they that that played a part in the movie as well. Um, so at, at, when you get to meet Iceman again, uh, he's a admiral. Um, he's actually. Uh, this is a spoiler. I don't know if it's important. Um, he's kind of Tom Cruise's benefactor in the Top Gun universe. Um, oh, okay. Anytime that ta that uh, Tom Cruise did something he shouldn't have and was about to get fired or shit canned or so something was about to happen to him, he's going to go set to the brig. Uh, Iceman would step in. They're actually well, he's going to protect for, for his his best man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't even work together anymore, but he still looks out for him. Anytime his career is about to get tanked, he basically steps in and saves him, gets him reassigned to somewhere else, gets him, uh, gets him, um, basically saves him. 
Yeah. And and um, he he is in the movie. He is definitely suffering in the movie. Um, and they, they do have an, a really touching interaction, the two of them. Um, and he's he's basically trying to to set uh, Maverick's character um, on the right path when he's at Miramar or at uh, the the training facility. Okay. Ooh, Sandman thirtieth anniversary. If you're at all into audiobooks, I know you personally aren't, but anyone who is into audiobooks, I highly recommend getting the uh, the Sandman audiobook from Audible. Audible is not a sponsor. Uh, it'd be awesome if they were. I would get hopefully, if, even if I got like two free books a year out of them, I, that would be great. Yeah. Um, I, I am a huge fan of audiobooks. I, I just don't have the time to sit down and read, but I can listen to an audiobook while I'm doing something else, and I'm really enjoying it. Nice. Sandman is amazing. It's a really cool storyline too. I mean, it's it's fucked up. It's 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 a fucked up storyline in the way of, um, it, uh, like le Legion. Sure. Yeah, it's it's gonna be because yeah. you're talking about dreams, right? So there's a lot of amorphous stuff, um, things that don't make sense. Uh, at one point, he gets trapped in the mortal realm for like sixty years, and then people don't dream properly. There's this dream or sleeping sickness where people go into a uh, into a coma basically and, and don't die but don't wake up. It's it's such a bizarre universe. It's it's like Legion. It's like um, uh, uh, Moon Knight. It's it's a yeah. weird show. So I can see that people may not be into it, but anyone who's maybe read Sandman will go, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. All right. Then. That's really all I have. I don't really have a segment three or anything planned. We've already been going for a pretty long time. So why don't we call it here? Oh, oh, sorry. There is one last thing I want to talk about. The uh, the, the 10th anniversary trivia challenge. Um, oh, yeah. If you listen to the last episode, the first two, um, the first two combats or um, Actions. Uh, contestants. Yeah. contestants. No, the, the first two sets of contestants have, have duked it out. We have results from, from the two of them. Uh, we know who is going to be. Uh, so in, in, the, in today's episode, um, we've got uh, Nick, Nick Chop, a friend of the show, a frequent Tuesday night streamer, uh, going up against Aisha Turak, also friend of the show, um, who's been on multiple Sorry, trivia challenges. Mine. Where's mine? Hold on, just wait. So okay. that that's going to be this episode. Oh, yeah, we, we get buys, remember? Right. So all of the all of the hosts have gotten buys into round two. So we're still finishing up round one. So Nicholas oh, cool. Nicholas Chop versus Aisha Turak in today's episode, and also uh, the second battle in today's episode is going to be Dave Mayer from Anonymous Tabletop up against. Oh, and it's his birthday today. And it's his birthday today. Up against Joe Jess, who is part of my Tuesday night uh, crew, or sorry, th Thursday night uh, role playing crew, um, frequent uh, uh, Geek Nation tours per tour participant. Um, he and I have been together. He he and I have been roommates on many uh, tours together. Uh, really good guy, good friend, and so he's taking part in today's episode as well. Uh, and then, so, so for next episode, Pat, you're up. Uh, you will be up against the, the winner from the the first round, uh, the first battle that we did, and that's Matt Clark. So it's going to be you against Matt Clark in uh, round in round two, which will be next episode. And also in round two is going to be Dwayne McKinnon up against Terry McGregor, who won um, the second combat from, from this past episode. Yes. So, oh, uh, sorry, look, just Dave, I know it's your birthday today when we're recording right. June 11th. Who knows when it comes up? But happy <laughs> birthday, <Houston. laughs> Yeah, and then uh, the 
uh so that's going to be the july episode the august episode is going to be pat you against the winner from nick and aisha and then paul the winner from uh dave and joe so looking forward to that um coming up in the next two episodes and time to start going through some of the stuff i'm talking i guess i i have to actually figure out what my expertise is going to be uh do we not have that written down yet no oh no because i if if i don't know what it is i don't see how you can <laughs> I thought maybe someone just picked something for you because <laughs> yeah, I think... <laughs> uh, actually I, I do have everyone here. Let me see if I, no, I, I got nothing for you. I don't have an intro song. I don't have your, uh, yeah. your specialist subject. So I do need those. All right. Well, I think call it here. Yeah. So thank you for joining us for another episode of the out of the basement podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks everyone. Bye. Good night, everyone. Or good day. Hi, Future Dev here. Unfortunately, there was an issue with the first recording for tonight's battles. Um, the battle set up against uh, Nicholas Chop, friend of the show, and Aisha Turak, also friend of the show, was previously recorded, but the audio was completely blank when I went to add it to this to this recording. So unfortunately, I'm just forced to give you the final results of that battle, and you don't get to hear the the cool banter, the witty banter that happened between the two contestants and the, 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 the joy with which the questions were answered and, and, or not answered as the case was. Uh, so the first contestant, Nicholas Chop, had as his specialist subject, the battle, battle tech universe. Um, he ended up getting of the generalist questions. He ended up getting four out of six. And in his specialist questions, he got another two out of four for a total of six complete uh, six successful uh answers uh aisha however um ended up go going five for six in the generalist subjects and four for four in her specialist subject which was the buffy universe so uh with a final score of six to eight aisha was the winner of uh, battle number three um so she was going to be moving on to our uh, round two of the of the um contest and she'll be going up against uh, Paul Sanders in next month's recording. Uh, actually, probably the month after that. Anyway, there'll be more information coming up in the future, in future episodes. Uh, and, and you will finally get to hear Aisha do her battle against Paul. Sorry about that, uh, but we'll move on to battle number two. All right, hello and welcome to round four of the 10th annual Out of the Basement Podcast Trivia Contest. Or sorry, not 10th annual, the 10th anniversary Out of the Basement Trivia Contest. Uh, rounds one and two were uh, included in last month's recording. Rounds three and four are in the current month's recording that you're listening to. And that will be the end of the first uh, grouping of, of battles, after which we've eliminated... Uh, four contestants, and then we will be moving on to the second groupings, which will be one winner from round one, winner from round two, winner from round three, winner from round four, versus one of the hosts from the Out of the Basement podcast. Uh, and then once that's done, it'll then progress to further rounds where um, where the winner of that of those battles will move on to the next round. You you know what I'm talking about. This is just a standard bracketed um, tournament. All right. And with, with that out of the way, let's introduce tonight's contestants. Contestant number one, leader 
of the Anonymous Tabletop Podcast. It's Dave Mayer. How am I a leader? You're, you're the host, the head host, and master, <laughs> master, um, switch, sure. switchboard user and, uh, and recorder. Just like I'm the leader of Out of the Basement, you're the leader of Anonymous Tabletop. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's fair. Intimidating. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm a little intimidated. And, and no. Dave, your specialist subject tonight will be, or is, horror movies from the 80s and 90s. Yeah, I know. I probably won't remember any of those. I forgot <laughs> that I even gave you this idea. <laughs> you um, know, we all agreed to stuff with Dev, yeah. and then we forget that we agreed, yeah. and then six months later, he reminds you. Well, to be fair, it's been two months. Oh, yeah. It's been a quite some time. I remember agreeing to this while driving back from South Carolina or something like that. So. No, I think we talked about this when I was in um, in Chicago in March for Adepticon. Oh, yeah. I don't remember most of it. And his contestant tonight uh, from one of the or two of the most famous of the Out of the Basement podcast Adepticon recordings. It's Joe. Joe, your specialist subject tonight is D&D history. Let's see what I can oh. remember. Yeah. We, we've got a we've got another person from the anonymous tabletop podcast that just wandered. In oh the my room. god! Is it birthday girl Katie herself? It is. Hi, it Katie. Is. I don't th I don't think she can hear you at all. That's okay. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Katie. We love you. We miss you. Hi, Dev. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. You guys, I'm, I'm going to have to cut all this out now. Apparently I'm fighting Joe. Joe. Yeah, Joe. this is um, our, our good buddy. He's the other Joe. Our, our good buddy, Joe Jess, from many um, Geek Nation Tours trips. Uh, my roommate in the very first yes. Geek Nation Tour trip ever taken by myself, which was the uh, Wild West Exodus wow. down in um, Arizona, thrown by or hosted by the Battlefoam guys. Yep. That was that, our first tour together. That was super fun. We became best friends, and uh, we've been friends ever since. That's uh, one good thing about Geek Nation tours is you will make friends guaranteed for life. I've met and all of you. Out, Seriously. This isn't a half-naked roommate, right? No, no, that's Matt. No, 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 no. I, that, is, <laughs> that is the okay. North Carolina Matt? Yeah, North Carolina. Uh, South Carolina Matt? South Carolina? Yeah. So Matt is oh, my... Matt, Matt is my perpetual roommate whenever I go to Adepticon, but any other tour that I've been on, it's always been Joe. Yeah, he cheats on me with uh, Matt when I'm not around. <laughs> That's right. Although there was one year at Adepticon where you and I were also roommates, and that was the first time, uh, only time I haven't been roommates with Matt. Yeah. I have to say it's pretty funny that uh, when I hand off my headphones and I can hear nothing of the conversation, it's great. It's, mm -hmm. it's a it's. You know what? This is podcasting gold right here. <laughs> anyway, uh, why don't we get down to the actual trivia portion? Okay, fine. Oh. Bye, Katie. You better not be talking bad about me. Never. Not once. Oh, yeah. Lies. Okay, Dave, lies. you will be contestant number one, so I'm going to start asking you the first 10 questions. Are you ready? Sure, why not? Okay, question number one. I remember the first, oh, so, um, because I haven't talked about it yet for this round of recordings, um, the first six questions will be just generic geek, nerd, um, tech, history, literature, trivia. And then the last four questions will be specific to your specialist subject. So, speaking of, how do we, do we, do we no, bring no. in? Was it? Okay, good. They're, 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 they're individual questions. Uh, 
all the all the first 10 questions will go to you we'll get a total number of points at the end and then i'll ask joe his questions we'll get okay. a total number of points and then whoever scores the best moves on to the next round oh but he gets to listen to me answer my questions and i'll feel all embarrassed and i mess up <laughs> the basic stuff maybe oh it's all fair in this game here Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, so without further ado, question number one. When referring to phone calls made over the internet, what does the acronym VoIP stand for? Voice over IP. Voice over internet pro if you, if internet protocol. If Thank you. Really, really that want. that actually is important, and that will score you the first point of the night. Oh, that's fair. It it, it is does it. I I am kind of in that field, so I kind of think that's a little unfair, but that's all right. Uh, okay, so. Question number two, before starring in the TV hits, hit TV series Baywatch, David Hasselhoff starred as a crime fighter in what 80s television show? Seriously? Yes. Knight Rider. Knight Rider is correct. Question number three, what animal was the sheriff of Nottingham in Disney's Robin Hood? One of my favorite movies of all time. Sheriff, uh, the, the sheriff was, oh no, that was King. Uh, the King was the lion. Uh, yeah, was he a, wasn't he a lion? Is that your final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. I don't know enough about that. Incorrect. He was actually a gray wolf. Ah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I, I am an adult and haven't watched uh, Disney cartoons in quite some time. Same. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but it's seriously probably my favorite Disney movie ever. Yeah. Well, you do know that the uh, they did little. Well, hey, I'm famous for the derails on our, our podcast. That's <laughs> true. So in this one, you, you you do know that they basically just took the dances from uh, from uh, between uh, Jungle Book and uh, Robin Hood, and they just basically shell cell shaded them over each other, and they just copied and pasted, right? Well, I've so never. Watched yeah, watch the same dances from the the uh, like when you got to Robin Hood uh dancing around you can almost sync them up with Mowgli okay yeah cool. yeah oh yeah definitely go check check that out you just gotta uh, check out the the reusing of uh cells for uh for a lot of the Disney classics okay uh question number four the demolition of the Berlin Wall separating East and West Germany began in what year I was a child mm -hmm. I was as well I, you were a smaller child because I think you're old or you're younger than I am aren't you uh, 47 this year. Oh, 49. So you got me by a couple years. I got you by a couple years. Uh, 86? Close, but not quite. It was actually 1989. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm horrible when you give me a, you give me something with a date, I'm horrible <laughs> with it. So I, I don't even know yesterday, let alone like 40 oh, years ago. The next five questions are all date related. Sorry, Dave. Sweet! No, I'm, I'm kidding. This should do great. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, the movies Kiss Me, Kate, and Ten Things I Hate About You were both based on which Shakespearean comedy? Uh-oh. Um, oh, much Ado About Nothing? Uh, close, but it was actually The Taming of the Shrew. Sorry. Oh, yes, I forgot. Yeah, that's the 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 putting a bitchy woman in her place. That doesn't seem like a good thing nowadays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that doesn't seem to translate well to today's audience, so sorry. Question number six, and the last of the generalist questions. What is the most abundant element in the Earth's atmosphere? Nitrogen. Nitrogen is correct for three points off of the general subjects now moving Yeehaw. moving on to your specialist subject which is once again horror films from the 80s and 90s which horror film kills someone by forcing them to eat too much 
Oh, that was seven. Seven is correct. It's in the box. Uh, mm -hmm. Question number seven, ironically. Uh, what hobby does Norman enjoy in the movie Psycho? Oh, he's a taxidermist. That is correct. Uh, question number, hold on, that was eight. Sorry, that, yeah, that was, that was eight. Question number nine, what supernatural horror movie from two, 2002 tells the story of a cursed videotape which kills anyone who watches it seven days later? Ring. The Ring is correct. I thought it was 80s and 90s horror. What are you going bumping into the 2000s, man? Yeah. Uh, that's a good, that's a good point. That actually is a little later than the genre oh, you were lo looking for but it's only two years oh, after it's fine. well actually ringu uh the k-pop or the k-horror oh. sensation was back from the 90s so True. you are sort of okay yeah yeah we'll, we'll go with the original version the ringu which i actually have a copy of somewhere in this house it's still insane there's too much supernatural weirdness like mental powers and stuff like that in it it's 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 bizarre i i did like the american version better i know it's sacrilege to say that but i i think they did a great job for the american version and uh, I can tell you that the visualization of that girl mm -hmm. still gives me the creeps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's haunting. Yeah. Samara? Yeah. Ooh, God. Yes. Okay. Question number 10. And you only have to answer the first part of the question. But if you can actually give me, um, I'll, I'll give you a second bonus point, a bonus question. If you can answer all of those, you'll get an extra point. Uh, okay. So in a, how many movies in the nightmare on elm street franchise contain the full name of the movie like not freddy versus jason or freddy's dead the the movies that actually contain the name a nightmare on elm street how many movies were there in that uh in oh. that grouping oh yeah you had to go with nightmare on elm street didn't you my favorite um, of all horror movies is the original nightmare oh, on elm street there was there was there was way too many uh yeah, they didn't know when to stop. Uh, let's see. <laughs> because you got you got the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm -hmm. That's one. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street was uh, what was this? Uh, Freddy's was Freddy's Dead. Wasn't that the second one? I don't know. Uh, but I know that. Okay. Uh, and I know Dream Warriors, but I think that was actually Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors. Yep. Um, nightmares. I think the new nightmare was completely on its own. Uh, blah, 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 three. So we so far we got three. Let's uh, see. Get the dream warriors. Uh, I will go four. The correct answer is actually five. There are five movies that have the words <laughs> "A Nightmare on Elm Street" in them, and uh, for a bonus point, if you can name all five of them, I will give you a bonus point. All right. Well, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's one. the first one. Uh, Dream Warrior, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's two. Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Dead. Uh, oh, wait, no, what's the Nightmare on Elm Street? The new Nightmare? Um, and, uh, what they had that weird 3D one? I forgot. Um, oh, uh, no, no, I got. That's what I got. I, I, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm stalling out on the rest of them. I, I, I can't recall. So go ahead and fill okay. me in so, on your favorite movies. <laughs> the correct answers <laughs> are. A Nightmare on Elm Street is the first one. The second one is actually called Freddy's Revenge. The third, oh, Revenge. the third movie is Dream Warriors. That's the one where the D and D kids actually fight back against him in in, uh, in the dreams. 
I really enjoyed that part, that one, which was fun. Yeah, I, it was I, great. I really like I like the uh, the comic book artist who basically uh, got all sliced up when they drained the drained <laughs> it and got him. That was good. Uh, the fourth movie was called The Dream Master, and the fifth one was called The Dream Child. Oh God! Oh yeah, no wonder. Dream Child. Dream Child. I don't think I ever liked that one. Yeah, I that I, was, I think yeah. I only saw the first four. I don't even think I wasn't saw that the first Patricia. Wasn't that Patricia Arquette? Like Patricia Arquette, and she was like in an insane asylum. That was the dream child, or was that the dream master? I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> it's been so long it, since I've seen. You know, it, it, I'm sorry. Diminishing returns, man. True. <laughs> the, I, the, no, first, the first three were okay, and then everything else went sideways. You are not yeah, right. I think I've only seen the first three, and maybe bits and pieces of the others, if they showed up on TV one night when I was bored. So, aside from those five, there's another five Nightmare on Elm Street movies, or oh, yeah. movies involving Freddy Krueger. Yep. For a total of 10, but we're only talking about those five. Okay, so after oh, yeah. the first round, you have a grand total of six correct questions out of 10, 11 possible answer, uh, points. Well, I'm just going to congratulate you on your win right now as we go into my <laughs> round. Oh, no, you'll be fine. He's going to ask you questions about your category. You'll be fine. No, no, this is Dev, who we won't go into the backpack scenario. Oh, Jesus Christ. You hey, well, he, he, hey, he gave us backpacks. He gave no. us backpacks. He we loves us. I, I gave you a ship. It took them eight, eight sessions, ten sessions to actually get any sort of ships. He, and an ascension official. Dev, wait until I tell Terry that they got backpacks and a ship. Oh, yeah, we got backpacks that hold everything. He, doesn't, have, he doesn't give us weight restrictions at all. You should see, I got, yeah. a, I got, a, like a, Bo, I got a Boeing 747 in my backpack. That That's is cool. not true. Weight restrictions are very much important in the game. Hey, yeah. Ascara yeah. is pretty damn beefy. She True. can carry a lot. Yeah, I have a Viber dagger, a grenade, and a pistol. <laughs> he keeps taking all our shit. I don't think the last... I can't remember the last time we played. I don't even know my guy's name or uh, Ascara's name anymore. Oh, there it is. Ascara. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Dad. I know. All right, Joe, moving on to your questions. Question number one. In, the computer, in computer terminology, what does the acronym LAN stand for? All right, so um, normally I would dial a seven-digit number, which is our, our IT department, mm -hmm. and um, I would ask them to remote into my computer uh, to fix any issues. So that is my final answer. Okay, well, the correct answer is a local area network. It's something that we used to do back when laptops were first coming around, where you'd link link all of your computers together in a, with a central hub, and then play like Doom. Yeah. Now we used to carry our our thirty two inch CRT okay. monitors and our yes. towers around, and that was a land party. <laughs> Fine, that that too. <laughs> okay. Question number two: Alyssa Milano starred in what fantasy television drama about a group of sisters that discovered that they are witches? Oh my gosh! It's not Sabrina. I can see the show. It's not Sabrina. That was the Melissa Joan Hart. Mm -hmm. That was in that one. I love that show. I have the entirety of that series here in the basement. And you're admitting to that? I am. Okay. I also have all of this show that we're currently talking about as well, which I almost said the name of. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll pass. Uh, the correct answer is Charmed. Yes, Charmed. Question number three. Which Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle always wears a red bandana? 
I you know got this. You can do this. I can do this. Yeah, you can do this. I have faith in you. So we Just have... think of me as your splinter. <laughs> Donatello. Donatello actually wore... Purple. Or, or purple. Purple. Yeah. So the... I, had a 20... well, I had a 25% chance, right? The correct answer was Raphael. Raphael. Uh, question number four. The Ford Mustang was introduced to the public in the New York World's Fair in what year? This is well before any of our times. Sixty-four. Nineteen sixty-four is correct. You oh you, you, hey, you, that, you, you, that was complete. Pull it out of my. Congrat yeah, that was good. That was good. You gave him. You gave him a date question. He got it right. The question I least expected anyone to get right, outside of possibly Tim, uh, the mighty Tim from also from Anonymous Tabletop, who was uh, in round two of. Uh, of uh, the 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 battle so far, uh, this this so that a... should count for like five. <laughs> it almost should. It won't, but it almost should. Yeah. Okay, question number five: uh, The Hound of the Baskervilles is a crime novel featuring which fictional detective? Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is correct. In our solar system, which two planets rotate clockwise? There are only two. This is worth one point, by the way. But you do have to get both of them right. I have to get both of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll give Let's you half a go... point if you only get one. How about we go with... Uh... Let's go with Neptune and Uranus. So it's actually Venus and Uranus, but you do get half a point for that. Okay, I'll take my half a point. You didn't give Terry half a point. So I'll <laughs> I, I actually did give Terry half a point. For one of the questions that he partially got right. Um, okay, that was the end of our uh, gen generalist questions. Now moving on to your specialist subject, which of course is Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, question number one. Um, in the first edition of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, there were five main classes, not counting subclasses. Those classes were Cleric, Fighter, Magic User, Thief, and what other class? So in the original first edition, you had your four primary character classes. And in the back, uh, in the appendix section, you had Bard. That's actually incorrect. The correct answer was Monk. The Monk was introduced in the first edition of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. In the player's handbook? In the player's handbook. Um... Question number. I'm, I'm glad I got backpacks because holy crap, yeah. you just like lay, that was like a setup for failure on that question. That was holy is, cow. Is that the Canadian version? I know of... the Canadian Canadian version of D and D. D and D, eh? Question number seven. Uh, what was unique about the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Second Edition Monstrous Compendium? Uh, so second edition monster compendiums were actually loose, loose leaf files or, uh, papers. And, uh, yeah, they were loose leaf. Correct. They came in a three ring binder that allowed yeah, you to add monster binder. pages as they were released. That is correct. Yes. Loose, loose leaf. So currently sitting at three and a half points. Question number, uh, nine. 
There are there are two main types of dragons. There are metallic and what is the other type of dragon? That's the softball. Chromatic. Chromatic is correct. Hey, I'm not even a D&D guy and I had that one. Um, and your final question, this is again a two-parter where uh, the first answer will give you one point to tie the game. Uh, if you actually manage to get, um, if you manage to tell me the second part uh, with your point five from uh, Uranus, it'll actually put you in the lead. So how many box sets make up the classic Dungeons and Dragons game? The box set. So you had the red box or the white box, depended upon when you came in. That mm -hmm. was basic. Uh, then you had the blue box, which was expert, I believe. Yeah. Then you had the green box. So you had the white box, the blue box, the green box, black box, and the gold box. My final answer is five boxes. Right. So the bonus points were to tell me the color and name of each box in order. So the first one was basic. Uh, the second one, I want to say, was expert. One was immortals. One was masters. And the and the the last one's kind of basic, expert, master, immortals. All right. So you got uh, you got you got four out of five. You just you just yeah. need to tell me what the name of the green box was. I want to say it wasn't companions. It was companion for yeah. two points and putting companion. you in the lead because of your point five from Uranus. Joe Jess, you are the final winner of round four of the Out of the Basement podcast tenth anniversary trivia contest. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dev. No, no um, problem. No problem. That, I cannot believe it came down to that last question, and you did it so perfectly. Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, I started on that in the 80s. That's, that's yeah. They were the box sets that I started that led to advancement. I still want to question the monk in the first edition book, because I think that might be in uh, the Canadian version. <laughs> um, the bard was definitely in, the, in there somewhere. Um, the old first edition bard. I think I still have my first edition books kicking around somewhere, so I will check that. I have them. I have them all. Yeah, I have. For, I have. I have the original printings of deities and demigods. Nice. Uh, to, to include the ones that had the Cthulhu mythos. Yeah. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for today's uh, round four of the tenth anniversary out of the base podcast tenth anniversary trivia contest. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. See you guys. Thank you. See us. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza. And we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.